Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Welcome to That D&D Podcast. Uh, my name is Zach, uh, he, him pronouns, and I will be running what is likely to be the last session, uh, of this arc at least, of the Palladium Fantasy game we're running. Um, with me tonight are the usual crew, who will now introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Adam, he, him, uh, and today I will be reprising my role as Elamir, the longbowman. Who's in it for the money? Uh, hi, I am Jonathan. He, him. Uh, tonight I am playing Still Zach's Fault, Thick Undersung, um, the troll witch who is in it for very unspecified reasons, but is contractually obligated to be good ish. Grandma Thick, as we've begun referring to her, <laughs> which is That's even better, better name. I think. Yes. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Mike Jadark Sembrard, he, him pronouns. Uh, I am playing air quotes Dr. Armstrong, um, the psychic monster thing. Looks like a person, acts like a monster. Um, they're not like bad per se, but they aren't, they can't be trusted with the power that they have. Who can? Certainly not, certainly not Grandma Thick. so. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Yes, so this is our intrepid crew. Uh, so far, we have uh, stumbled... Well, we, we, we delivered something that is still on the mule, actually, to this mountain town that is undergoing a an unseasonably strong winter storm here in the beginning throes of spring. There's been some... You could call it culty activity. Um, there was a, a wolf attack and a, an unconscious survivor and some mildly creepy church people and some murderous plots that have and have not been foiled. And, um, also there's been a lot of, you know, player characters, player characting, charactering real hard at a goal that... I'm not even sure any of us have properly outlined, uh, myself included. And so, yeah, where we are right now is the last scene was the player characters being asked to help the guard cultists stop the sacrifice that will be taking place shortly. The local church is apparently con- apparently conducting some sort of ritual sacrifice as part of their religious duties, and it may or may not have something to do with sealing a shard of a great old one behind the walls of reality, that sort of thing. Does anyone else, does anyone feel like I, I left anything out? I mean, you mentioned the Eternal Winter thing? Yeah, so... That seems like a bad plan. Look, we'll we'll see what is and isn't a bad, bad plan shortly. <laughs> um, You're implying I'm fundamentally misinformed, but laying that influence my decisions anyway. 
I mean, yes. No, I, that's the thing. I, <laughs> like I said, like I said, I I trust you folks to make the worst in character decisions. Well, the the best in character, worst objective decisions imaginable. Um, that hey, you can't spell fundamental without fun. That's right. Um, pursuant to that, tonight is going to be a little bit different than the, our sessions have been up until this point. Uh, because the player characters play your characters so hard through this adventure, there are some very important personas, persona dramatis, is that how you say it? Personae dramatis that they have not encountered yet. And so there's a pretty good chance that this sort of final scene of this arc was going to be me doing a lot of exposition. Uh, basically talking my way through a video game cutscene with the players in the background, right? Um, and we were all like, that'd be hilarious. You should do that. Yeah, my throat would not stand up to that. <laughs> you people are the only ones that I talk to on a regular basis that aren't my own children. So uh, <laughs> um, I am massively out of like voice shape. So instead, what we're going to do uh, is I am going to... There are three very important, we'll call them people, in this upcoming scene. Uh, very interested in the outcome in ways that the player characters don't understand necessarily yet. The players might, but the player characters don't. And my plan is to get the scene set up to push you guys into it and then hand you these characters and see and, and basically let you fiasco your way through the end of this one. <laughs> I think it will be very entertaining. I hope it will be entertaining. If it's not, this this whole campaign is just basically going to go splat at the end, and that itself will be kind of entertaining. So, um, to set the scene, uh, last I knew, the player characters are getting ready to leave the church, which they have been in, in with the guards people who have... Revealed themselves to be part of the Redeemer cult. Wanting to move the village past the the ongoing generational Gaius <laughs> to complete this cycle over and over again. The ongoing continuing to exist thing. Well, look. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually you've just had enough of that. So, uh, yeah, the, the rest of the, the people in the scene, uh, the priest, the mayor, Ilsa, the priest, Isvan, and the, they have left through the door behind the altar and the head guardsman who addressed you earlier starts moving that same direction, opens that door. Now it is. It's snowing sideways outside right now. <laughs> um, but if you get once you get to the door and look out, you can see that there's a sort of a set of stairs that goes down that are going to be a little bit treacherous because it's covered, they're covered in fairly thick snow. And then beyond that, there is a almost a protected valley. Like there's still snow in it, but the wind is not as strong. The snow's sort of drifting onto the ground and Looking down out the backside of this church, down into this valley, you can see that there are footprints in the snow. 
And at the far end of this valley, which probably is about, let's say, 75 yards long, is a cave opening under a huge ash tree. The guards start start collecting their things and walking through. Out into the snow, bundling themselves up on the way out. Should I assume you're going with them? I mean, we have to. To yeah, yeah. Because if we're going to stop them from killing this elder god, sorry, if we're going to well, prevent them from stopping the killing of the elder god. No, I think the elder god's not here. It's the baby god that they're using to seal the elder god. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I believe the impression you've been left with is that there's an elder god on the other side of some sort of Terran reality that was trapped there at one point, and they've been using the to back up a step. They're, they've been using the magical energy released upon death of this godling, demigod something, to seal that right temporarily and and just to see if we're all i mean we don't actually need to all be on the same page maybe that makes it more interesting but like we're not going to let reality freeze right very much against reality freezing okay or this this point of existence which is where i have all my stuff <laughs> I don't have ready access to other planes of existence. Not yet, no. <laughs> I'm hoping one day to psionic so hard that I can fix that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I follow. All right. Yep, when you step out of that door, the wind is whipping very hard, but after, after not that much traversal, just a few steps off the bottom of the stairs... It, the wind calms down significantly for you because you're in sort of this sheltered, deep cleft valley, basically. Um, and yeah, the the guardsmen have their weapons out. They are marching forward in this 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 cleft. They don't necessarily look like they're doing so aggressively but they're doing so very stalwartly very steadfastly can, can, yeah can i interrupt for one second yeah can, did we ever figure out what was on the cart or on the on the pony no i think it still is yeah whatever yeah we never looked yep we just know it's not alive so we have no idea what we brought to this town i mean we're told not to open the box so we never opened the box I mean, I hear you, but at the same time, right now, I'm thinking kind of like... What if it's the magic key to prevent sacrifice and blah, 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 and fix everything and that kind yeah. of... Yeah, what if it's... Yeah. What if it's a MacGuffin? What if it's a bomb, right? Like, could be anything. I mean, it was going to the person that's the father of the... Or that had the magic dagger to stab the god. Right. So it could be helpful. I guess. Maybe it's mind control beans. I don't know. <laughs> That's your definition of helpful. Well, if we want to subdue these people without hurting them, yeah. I mean, I can subdue people without hurting them, but... When all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs>
right? <laughs> Obviously, the best tool for this is mind control. <laughs> I mean, okay, but list of problems where that's not the best answer. Uh, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> Conveniently, you are too now. I was going to say, <laughs> so am I, but are you doing that or am I? <laughs> Can never tell. So, okay, I'm, I'm interested in entertaining this. Are we going back for the mule? I mean, that's a terrible idea. I, I don't know if we have the time for that right now, unfortunately. I fly like 140 miles an hour. Uh, you go powder my nose? What, what, one of you can fly. Yeah, I was gonna say I at like fifty I go, miles an hour. Like, yeah. So uh, Granny Thick is gonna go powder her nose, I guess, <laughs> and scare the shit out of a mule. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I God, yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love imagining your uh, transformation every time. From, <laughs> From Granny Thick into the flying ogre super person. Um, yes. In my head, it's a it's a magical girl transformation. <laughs> yes. Or like you start with the uh, Looney Tunes grandma who's all prim and proper, <laughs> and suddenly bursting muscles out. But like, but like a princess sparkle fist. Yeah, it has to either be like the full like Sailor Moon twirl or. Like grand, yeah. The 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 granny just hulks out. <laughs> I will only accept one of those two answers, or some combination I, of them. I was gonna say, I feel like it's the hulking out, but like seen and choreographed and and music soundtracked, like okay. a magical girl transformation. <laughs> you know, look at my elegant gloves as they sprout with muscle and all that. <laughs> also, sprout is now a word. Yeah, so uh, you fly back that direction. Okay. Um, we will talk about that momentarily. Yeah. Uh, the walk to for the for the, the other two of you, the walk to the the under tree shrine, as I'm going to refer to it here, is uneventful relatively because the weather is clear. The guardsmen will get there first and sort of array themselves outside the door. They seem unwilling to go in without you essentially there with them, right? The door to this cave is, the, or the like opening of this cave is completely open. It's, there's no gate. There's no door. There is like an interesting, an intricate set of carvings and metalwork sort of around the rim of the door that has, it's not elven quite. It's some sort of like runic language that might be related. Um, yeah, and, uh, as you get closer to the door, you can feel sort of a throbbing, like, in the air, almost. Like, some sort of vroom, 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 vroom. But it's not audible. It's a thing that you're, you're like, feeling it with your body. Alright, what, what's inside? As you look inside, uh, it is a fairly... Expansive area, actually, for being what looks like a, a hole in the side of a, a sheer rock wall. Um, you see, in, immediately, uh, you see Istvan, the the tall priest, and his uh, assistant, whose name I believe I still haven't given yet. 
Um, Ilsa is there, uh, holding the sort of holding the dagger that she got out towards Isvan. Um, there is there are a number of carved stone chairs, like thrones, furniture type things on the walls. There's there are a number of there's some fairly arcane looking statuary on the inside. Uh, some of a lot of it's covered in moss and and very or lichens, very old looking things. Uh, and at the far side of this room, which is probably about thirty feet in, uh, there is the the roots of. You have to assume the roots of the tree above. There are massive roots that have punched down into this cavern, this cave, and. Behind them is a. One of you has l- some lore skills, right? I do, yes. Which are what? Um, stuff to make me be more horrible. Uh, ley lines, magic, and religion. Okay. Um, you know the the things that people abuse for power. Yes, that's fair. Yes. Uh. So, um, all three of those, I'm not even going to make you roll for this because you've got those lures. Um, the thing behind that is some sort of, the, like, nestled behind the roots of this tree. And we're talking, like, roots that are a foot plus thick, right? And making a pretty significant cage. There is a, a tear in the fabric of space. There's a rift. Um, and looking out through it, you are looking out into the void. And somewhere deep in that void, something is looking back. And it's unpleasant. It's unpleasant to look at for more than a couple seconds. Standing directly in front of that mesh of roots is the person you rescued. The, 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 the body you brought back that didn't have a person in it earlier. Um, still dressed in the, like, sacrificial shift, um, still looks like an elven teenager, still stands about seven feet tall, um, and they're doing roughly the, uh, if you've ever played, like, uh, a WWF wrestling, like, video game that, like, I'm ready for the finisher move sway, (laughs) that's what they're doing in front of they're just sort of there on their feet but clearly not currently mentally present Uh, when you appear at the door Ilsa will spot you make eye contact with you and suddenly look worried but then, then uh, her that worry flashes across her face, and then it's back to resolute. Like she looks like they're ready to do the thing that they're going to do. So nobody is alarmed that all of a sudden there's a bunch of armed figures in the doorway. Not immediately. Not immediately. In fact, uh, Istvan is not even acknowledging your presence at this point. He is moving to pick up the knife and probably go about some business. Do you do anything? Do you say anything? Do you announce your presence? Do you ask any questions? 
I mean, I kind of feel like we have to. If we wanted to find some other solution, we have to stop the current solution. <laughs> okay. I will think. Well, I'll give you another minute to think about that. Uh, let's jump to Granny Thick, Airborne Granny Thick. All right. All right. So you, uh, yeah, you don't have any problem flying. It's it's snowy. It's windy. Whatever. You're an ogre that's airborne. You're fine. Troll. Jeez. Do we all look the same to you? Yes. Okay. I am. I am racist against ogres. That that's is... okay. I'll use I'll use smooth skin people. I'll look the same to me too. So it's Fair. it's Fair. okay. Um, so you land, uh, in the, because I believe the, the mule is just in the, like, stables, find, like, right? Yeah, stable or something, of course, so it's like, it's, it's a nice warmish thing. Yeah, yeah, the mule's still just chilling here with the pack on his back, eating some hay, probably. Yep. What's up, mule? I'm just gonna wrestle through your packs. I assume the mule's yep. gotten used to me. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, the mule is pretty... You'll seen some shit, and you're like, <laughs> whatever. You're like fourth or fifth down the list of the weird things the mule's seen today. So that's true. I'm starting to buy a pack of wolves who just left it alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Part, yep. Partly because they just kept dying. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I go rustling through the packs of the mule. What's up? What we got? Okay. Uh, so inside the packs of the mule, you find um, a. The first thing that comes out is a, like, one of those roll-out leather, like, tool pouches, right? Uh-huh. Um, and it is full of what appear to be intricate metalworking tools of very high quality. Okay. And so that's the first thing. The second yep. um, is maybe the biggest book you've ever seen. Ooh. Like, just in terms of thickness. It's, yeah. like, two inches thick and, like, really solidly bound. Um, and you get the impression, like, this is an important book. Huh. I don't know if we ever said wish I can read or not. I assume It's so. true. We never did at all. Yeah. Um, and then um, the last set of things you find are just there is a bag full of weird rocks. Okay. Well, not even necessarily expensive looking rocks, but just like sort of pretty weird rocks. Do you have any sort of like... So the ones that come up, like, maybe relevance here, right? Um, medical doctor and use and recognize poison or lord, demon, and monster or lord, fairy folk. Okay. Um... Oh, oh, and professional cooking. <laughs> <laughs> so the book is a really nice cookbook. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I'm just going to fuck off, stop being a superpower troll, and just make my own restaurant. That's what I'm doing. Sounds like a plan. Tools make a really good spatula. <laughs> the tools to make a really good spatula. That's right. Like super high, like a plus three spatula, at least. Yeah, yeah. Care and upkeep, you know. So, um, 
Yeah. Demonology and fairies? Is that what I heard? Yep. Demon, monster, and fairy folk. So I love the fact that fairy folk are not monsters. They're not. No. It's the good pair. It's the good PR. Yeah, that's all. That's literally. <laughs> I think some of them literally eat children in this in this setting. Yep. So yeah, probably hard to not classify them as monsters. If we're, I mean, if a person did that, we'd call them a monster. So. <laughs> um, oh wow. Whew. Yeah. So the stones you're looking at are. How old are you as a... I assume pretty... Like, I assume pretty old. I don't remember what we decided trolls can actually live. Okay. Um, so, you've... And you're a witch, technically, yeah. right? Yeah, yep. you know sort of what you're looking at here. Um, stones can be used to store magical energies. They can be used to store... Oh, no. <laughs> um, Are these replacement souls? <laughs> uh, I'm, not go- I'm not going to answer that, but I will tell you sort of the rest of what you know about that, right? Um, these are not... So there, there are multiple ways, uh, lots of different ways that, like, semi-precious stones and things of that nature can go into magic and like in shapes and all these things right but the vibe you're getting from these is not that this is containment it's not that Mm -hmm. these are like a battery the stones you're looking at seem to have something to do with memory history stories Uh uh-huh I'm trying to think about how a troll witch would access them. I'm really tempted to, like, lick one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the other thing that you get, uh, because you're kind of a magical person anyway, I'll just give you this one. Um, they're not, like, charged up. These are not... Huh. These are not actively doing that thing. These are the kind of materials you would use to make or do that thing. Huh. Alright. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, uh, corpse number one had plans? <laughs> of some sort of maybe, I don't know, recording everybody before they sacrifice everybody to steal the bad guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, alright. Well, good mule. Uh, I think I should probably fly back now. You fly- I bring this up. Yeah, you fly off, the mule is completely undisturbed. Um, yeah, just goes back to chomping. Right, there's like a long, sh- like the shot of you leaving is just like you flying past frame as the mule just sits there and like chews hay in the snow. Um, yeah, so you fly back that direction. Yep. As you are flying back, uh, you'll land in a couple of seconds here. The you, the other two. Uh, Doc and Elamir. You, after a couple of seconds of standing at the doorway, you get a look. You get eye contact from the helper person, the 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 church, the church administrator. Let's say the person who was there when you first showed up, and she sort of moves to intercept you and tells you and and will 
will hold out her hands in such a way as like, stop, do not come any further forward, and give you a very, not stern, but like serious look and say, you should not be here. It, it is not safe. Go back to the church now. And she looks past you at the guards and says, you, Ilcock, go back to the church. All of you, back to the church. This is no place for, for, for lay people to be. Uh, look, I, I, I can tell that obviously something serious is going on here. Um, but I don't... I, I would like to, like, you know, talk about this before anything drastic happens. Nothing drastic... We are simply performing the rites. It is time for you to go. This is not a t not a place for outsiders. Please go back or be removed. It's at that point that the ogre lands behind you. <coughs> Troll. <laughs> in ogre form or in person form? Yeah, are you in grandma mm. form or ogre form? Uh, grandma form. I think it's funnier. Okay, that is funnier. <laughs> Crash is a superhero landing right Yeah, just she goes. She, she crashed into the snow. <laughs> now I need to look up and see if that image exists on the internet somewhere. <laughs> it better. Oh, honey, these things your dad wanted. I thought you might like them. You have to stay in character. 50 50 chance Dick actually just like looked at the doctor and said that. <laughs> said I need to stay in character? Yes. After saying, honey, you know, your, your dad wanted these. Oh, gotcha. And just kind of as an aside, <laughs> got to <stay> in character. <laughs> <laughs> does she look at the stuff at all? Does it matter to her? Was it not a MacGuffin? Um, this person that you're interacting with, uh, the, the assistant does not... She's kind of taken aback by the sudden appearance of Grandma Thick, but... Uh, she does not appear to have any sort of, she doesn't care. And she doesn't know that this is a thing, doesn't, doesn't know any of that stuff. Um, Ilsa might be the one you want to talk to. The, 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 the mayor is still further in. The one who's actually the grandmother of Bertrand, the guy who sent, we're sent to bring this to, is further in helping the, helping Istvan with the ceremony, basically. So you're probably going to have to push past Henrika, this uh, administrator, to get to Ilsa. All right. Well, I mean, hey, I can just be like, hey, Henrika, like, uh, I, I understand that this is like an important ritual and stuff, and this is meaningful to you, but we need to go speak to Ilsa real quick. Um, just put a put a pause on the situation here. Just, I'll look back and forth at both. Sets of parties. Okay. She... Are you, like, stepping forward while you do that? Are you, like, getting in her personal space? Are you waiting for her to... No, I... I, I don't... I don't do that, right? Like, I'm... It is more dangerous for me to be farther away from you. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I yeah, I didn't know if you were, like, trying to sort of, like... Socially bull rush your way faster, I guess was my question. No, I'm just talking... Okay. Um, she's, she looks around and she sees the, she's now sort of 
when the guards people don't immediately leave and she tells them to, she's starting to get suspicious, clearly. And she's sort of looking from them to you. And she's not sure what to do with the situation. That's very obvious from her demeanor. And she will turn and look behind her at Ilsa and uh, Istvan that are doing the ceremony. And turn back and say, wait here. I will ask Ilsa. And sure. she turns. That's, yeah. Sorry? Yeah, that's that's totally reasonable. I'm happy to wait. Do we just follow her anyways? <laughs> you, you can. Uh, she turns and uh, sort of walks a little ways back into the this this big room. And start and exchanges a few words. Uh she obviously looks un she does not look super willing to like inject herself into whatever's happening right now because there appears to be a lot of like intricate things going on. Um but she will try to talk to Ilsa. Are you following her in or are you waiting? Are you waiting at the door? Um, I, I think I'm going to wait at the door, but I am going to tap into her mind so I can hear what's going on. Okay. Okay. Um, spins your ISP. I believe it's 10 for the service thoughts, yeah? I believe that's correct. Okay. Um, she will make a save just to see if it matters. Or she won't. I don't have a character sheet made up for her. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so that won't happen. Uh, so yeah, you get service thoughts. Um, and your first impression is that she is... She feels that she is out of her depth right now. She wasn't supposed to be here. This was not have supposed to have gone this way. And she's really unsure of what she's supposed to do right now. She's really hoping to get some solid direction. Um, and when you can see her address the two, very gingerly address the two that are doing the ritual, um, and she's legitimately, you get, she's legitimately asking what they want her to do, what she should do with you. Um, Grandma Thick, did you like wave a bag of things in front of her? Or? Yep. That was exactly the mental image I had. So, yes. Okay. Okay. She will... You can see her, like, mime lifting up a bag of things, to, and specifically looking at Ilsa. And you can see Ilsa exchange a couple words with her. Uh, and, Mike, you get a flash uh, from Henrika's mind of... An old man dressed in the coat that the wolf victim was wearing, right? It's probably Bertrand. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and a couple a couple exchanged words later, uh, Ilsa has uh, handed the the sort of resting place of the dagger, the the pad that she, they've got the dagger on, to Enrica, and is and is coming over to address you directly. Okay. And. She, yeah, she walks over and she is sweating. Um, it, uh, she's still wearing her like heavy coat and things, but she is sweating. Uh, her hands have gone like like pale white 
and so and her face and her face is flushed like she looks like she's been working really hard for somebody who's just sort of standing in a cave right now right um and she walks up she doesn't even like say anything she just sort of looks at you expectantly doc hey (laughs) (laughs) so it's a great area what's going on we are completing the solstice ritual what you should not be here please go yeah i get that a lot today um so the problem uh that we've got is uh not everyone is super cool with what's happening sorry that's not bad for not everyone is um uh consenting to the situation we've got several people that don't want to be stuck in this endless loop that's going on right now uh and they would rather it stop and that's not a great situation for like reality this world right so we're hoping to talk to you for a little bit about options here um when you say this to her, she immediately starts sort of scanning the faces of the guardsmen that came with you, and none of them will make eye contact with her. Um, she is, and she's got that look on her face like, are you fucking serious right now? Um, and she's obviously, she's a fairly like powerful presence as a person anyway, so... These guards are like sheepishly turning, averting their gaze, and she is making a list in her head when you say that. That DD podcast is released under a Creative Commons 4.0 attribution, non commercial, no derivatives license. Feel free to share with friends, but don't cut anything out and don't sell our work. Please visit us at thatdndpodcast.com or on Twitch or YouTube at thatdndpodcast. Intro music is Dark Matter by M33 Project and is available on the Free Music Archive. M33 Project can also be found on YouTube and Instagram. Outro music is Betrayed by Scott Holmes Music. This and other works by Scott Holmes Music can be found on the Free Music Archive, SoundCloud, or scottholmesmusic.com. The Palladium Fantasy RPG, written by Kevin Ciambietta, is owned and published by Palladium Books. All other copyrighted content is owned by its associated copyright holder.